Sitting in a car in between musicians, it's crazy. start driving around yeah, a little bit. you do it. This is Sitting Bitch with Bailey and Caddy Wampus. Hey, hey. I am Christopher Ream. I play guitar and I sing. Born May 12, 1990. My name's Sean. <clears throat> uh, I play drums. So I can't help but notice the amount of books on your dashboard. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason for them being there? Kind of a sensitive subject. Oh. We are disguised as a used books van. We have the fake decal on the side of the car that says used books, so people don't think we're a band. And so we litter the dash with books <laughs> to help with the cover. It's part of the ruse. Oh yeah. Because well, Sean got his car. We, Sean got his car broken into once, and they took his back everything out of his backpack and just left all the books in the car. So the theory is. Thieves hate books. I've never had someone stolen a book. I got my house broken into, I've got like tons of stuff like stolen, but never a book. No one sees the value you know, you of always, a book. The secret like the secret place where you keep all your cash, you know, is usually in a book fake book, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kinda of that idea. It's kinda of that idea, yeah. but it's also kinda of dumb. But uh also we're reading the book. We brought just books on tour and we're like, might as well leave them on the dash, you know. Get them out of the way. Get them out of our backpacks. Like make some room in the backpacks for dirty laundry and the essentials and and spare toothbrush. Well, I I have to say that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we won't describe the van. There's a lot of used books vans out there, so right. And you don't have to. You don't have to because that will blow your cover. Exactly. You'll never find us. Yeah. Yeah, So So we don't want any podcast listening to (laughs) thieves out there. Is there a favorite? book that you have read from this collection? I pretty much have brought stuff that I haven't read yet. I'm reading All the Names right now and I really like it by Jose Saramago. Saramago. It's a pretty tight book. I got a, a random Sartre book. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but he was the French philosopher who wrote Nausea. Do you get any inspiration from books for your music? Um, yeah, we have a song title straight out of Dune. Dune. <laughs> Just a series of words in Dune that that rang true with Sean when he was reading it. Age of Wild Spirit. Put you in a good mindset for tours. So I feel like you know, 
you're just it's healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys have been doing this for a while mm-hmm. right since 2008 right right and you've been touring since then yeah yeah our first show is our second show is out of town and first summer that we were a band like we started my like freshman year at school in 2008 so that first summer we did our first uh like up to new york and back like east coast tour for like a month or so and i've been doing it every summer and now that we're out of school whenever the opportunity strikes what's the worst part about going on tour that was a nice harmony both of you the (laughs) (laughs) worst part about going on tour you eventually get each other sometimes yeah just just when it's just the two of us it gets boring it's kind of cabin fever but like friend fever Mm -hmm. just stuck with your friend that's not the worst part. It's kind of great, you know. You're hanging out with my buddy, and we're going on tour. I don't know. I always feel really uncomfortable trying to figure out where to stay at night if we don't have a place to stay and like meeting people. But it usually ends up great because people are generous and we have a place to stay. What's the strangest um, predicament you've gotten yourself into during tours? <laughs> that look that meant there's, there's so a many, lot of there's them. so many strange <laughs> ones. What's a what's a weird predicament? The time we stayed at a house it was really cold. Flat tire for the, the times we've broken oh, down have always kind of been Sun surreal. Well, Sun Hotel, we were on tour with Sun Hotel. We our van broke down in in Texas in a town called Fate. So we were Fate. Like, Fate. Fate, Texas. Fate. It's called Fate. Yeah. Our yeah. transmission was broken, so we took it to Integrity Transmission. And All and of then, these words are like yeah. very lofty. For and, was, <laughs> and, like, and then the car basically never worked again after that. <laughs> We that was weird because we were just like, whoa, we're in Fate, Texas, and all this stuff. Like, it didn't, it, it went pretty smoothly, but we were stuck there for three days, and like, there was nothing but a bowling alley and a Motel 8. You know, Super, yeah, Super in the 8. middle of like hours north of Dallas. It was just like weird. There was nothing to do. We just sat there for three days. There was an In and Out burger, which I think we ate at three times a day. <laughs> and we ended up staying at like, there's like some people that just like. It's pretty lived, much inhabited entirely by people that. Like lived at this motel like yeah. on a weekly basis kind of. We thing. were stuck there for days, so we like got to know them and like hanging out with them. And they were like, they're like, oh yeah, we live here. We just sell firewood. And like for like two days, we were there selling firewood, like hanging out at the hotel. And like not once did no I one, see them sell firewood. Yeah, no one bought <laughs> They're just sitting by this pile of wood for like two days, just drinking beer or whatever. And it's always just weird when you're like, I'm not supposed to be here right now. We're supposed to be like on our way, you know, and we're like stuck, but there's nothing you really do about it. So you absorb the situation. And you're like, this is so weird because I'm so far away from home and like just in a strange culture and everything just seems a little bit funnier. Brazil. Brazil. That's going to be exciting. What 
what spurred that? Someone asked us, do you want to go to Brazil? And we said, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened, yeah. Yeah, and you had an international tour, was that last year? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. That was the same kind of, I, it was, we were, uh, I just got like a, a look like a spam message, kind of like, <laughs> Weird. The WordPress English. comment. It was, yeah, it was a WordPress comment. Oh, strange. That I've been, like literally never checked, and I was just going through deleting like pages upon pages of spam, and it just happened Check to out be my page. at the like top of the list. And it was like it had some money signs and like Spanglish, and I was like, "Is this real?" And I checked it, and I emailed the guy, and he's like, "Yes, I'm getting married. Like, I love you guys. Come play my wedding." And uh, we're like, "Okay, is this guy for real?" And turned out he uh, like liked our band and was getting married and had a lot of other friends and bands too that he's like hey if y'all come over here I can give you some money to pay but you should do a tour too um, once you get over here and I can I can put you in touch with some other people and so he put us in touch with his friends band that were also going to the wedding um, from Spain uh, called Kill Kill and they're a bass and drum they had a the same setup as us they had a van so we just met them and made friends with them and Month went to the wedding tour. Yeah, month-long tour through Spain, France, up to the UK, and then back down through France and finished at beach party in the south of Spain for like a week. <laughs> Had a lot of days off. Algarcias. <laughs> wow, that sounds so fun. Do you find that you have a lot of fans? And I mean, obviously you have a lot of fans in other countries because you're touring in these places. But how how does your music get to those places? The internet. Internet. Yeah, definitely. There was like a handful of people in in Europe, like not a lot, but like a couple of people to show like, oh yeah, I came for you, and we'd be like, really? Because they're like, and it was all like, yeah, I saw you on a blog or I saw you on the internet, and I just downloaded your music. Yeah. And then there's a couple the guys in Spain that I had recognized like their names because they had ordered a vinyl, like one or two vinyls I had shipped to Spain before in like small towns of Spain and yeah. when they It was told, like the band and the guy getting married. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know these names. Like I sent y'all records. That's pretty interesting how even the internet can be kind of an intimate experience when you're shipping okay. records off to these places and then you right. get to meet them. Uh, they, they were listening for like four or five years when we when we went there, so they've been like from the beginning basically been listening. Oh, yeah. known each other pretty much our whole lives wow my brother sean was like uh my brother's best friend he's a year older than i am and my brother's a year older than i am and uh we're all childhood buddies like went to kindergarten we've been to the same school since kindergarten same high school same college (laughs) that's pretty cool and how how did you guys formulate what kind of sound you wanted to make because you have a very distinctive sound it's kind of math rocky you said sad core no no i I was describing woozy when i said sad but i was i was but i did say they're like us and then i said sad core but i don't think we're sad i called us sad core 
advice did. Yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call yourself if you if you had to, or do you feel like you don't really need to? I don't like. It's always just a bunch of it's a bunch of different descriptors and there's no like one thing. I don't know, art rock. Mm -hmm. Avant rock, I don't know. But it's mathy and it's noisy, experimental, but it's pop at its core. It's aggressive, but it's also dynamic so it gets quiet, pretty, and creepy. I like not having an identifiable genre because I feel like a lot of people just, they hear a sound and they want to replicate that sound and just the aesthetics is like more important than like the music you're making, like the sound, of the, the production quality or I just like being able to write all kinds of music. Good music is good music, you don't feel like, like you can describe its like qualities and we take from a lot of genres, I feel like. I just I listen to a lot, I don't stick to one thing, and I'm not trying we're not trying to make a certain genre of music. I think if anything, I, I like the the classic I know Sean's heard me say this a million times, but the classic definition of post rock, which is just like people doing different unique new things with the typical rock band setup or something like that not necessarily sweeping crescendos it sound like like this will destroy his new album like would you call it post-rock like I don't know they're like I feel like some bands are like well, I'm gonna make a post-rock band it's pretty easy like if you think of it like that or you might just like oh, I'm gonna make sweeping epic like emotional music and it might not come out to be like uh, it's kind of post-rock, you know, but... Well, yeah, it's just kind of, that kind of term's like gotten so, like, specific now, and it used to be really broad, and I like the idea of it being, like, a really broad genre. And that's my... That's what I liked about post-rock. It's, like, just the variety of bands that were called post-rock when I was, like, looking up things on all music when I was 15. I was like, wow, there's all these bands that do all different types of shit, but it's called post-rock. That's cool. Okay, I'm gonna do an experiment. Let's put on like one of your favorite songs um, that you've listened to while driving, touring, or just a song that you find interesting and then maybe describe it while you're listening to it instead of giving it a genre. <laughs> what do we got here? Well, we can look up anything on our phone, I guess. Do we have a, uh, we don't have the cable. Have oh, I have, I have an iPhone. Got Tic Tacs. Oh Inside a musician's pocket, Tic Tacs, USB cord. And a hole. I, I like Deerhoof, and they kind of defy genres, and they do their own thing, and every record sounds different. But undeniably Deerhoof.
Oh, and also, <laughs> our, everything is so terrible. This We have like a dollar store USB. <laughs> you have to try it like five times for it to work. <laughs> It's a deer hoof song, so fine. Exit only. Aggressive. There's some classic rock and roll riffs. Mm -hmm. Angular. The pop hook, pop hook right here. Melodic. A little mathy. Not really mathy, but you know, they're synchronizing. And they're really playful, and I like how playful they are. I feel like they're just fighting the system. Like, like back in the day, like true punk rock, you know? Like sex pistols. Do you see that in your music at all? Trying to kind of not necessarily, I don't know, combat the system is the right way to put it. I don't but. know if you could like communicate your sarcasm with that and it was, I don't know. <laughs> I think I never heard this song, but what is it? You need your freedom? It's exit only. Um, but you didn't go to the Deerhoof show? Yeah, it was At Southbound? They played it. I played it in the car like three times this tour, too, bro. Anyway, um, I don't know, I think that if we have an idea, we don't want to play too many ideas that are, like, straight. So if we have something that's, like, a really simple section, like, sometimes I feel like I kind of want to fuck it up a little bit and do something, uh just play it in a different way um not necessarily break you know break it down the system right <laughs> I was totally joking when I said that by the way but I feel like there was definitely that sentiment in punk rock you know that has trickled down to today's music mm -hmm. even in the slightest form I suppose yeah I guess Last time I said punk is dead in the interview, Chris got mad at me, but that's how I feel. <laughs> you said sky is dead. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's, true. that's true, too. But no, I, think, I don't think we're trying to tear down or blur. But it's not directed towards any particular... There's no political motive to any of it, or to us. It's just music. You know? Yeah, but the music system, though... <laughs> 
I don't, you know, you know, I don't enjoy well, hearing just, a song that you can hear once and be like, okay, cool, I get it. I don't have to listen to it again because it was communicated really clearly and like dumbed down for anyone to like just grasp and whatever. So the idea of doing of like making people listen critically. That I want people to do. That's what I do when I listen to music, and that's what I get most enjoyment out of. Is just something that I initially don't understand or don't, you maybe even don't like, but I know there's something worthwhile in it. It's nice to go back and listen through, and you know, take those, you know, figure out what's valuable in it and what I enjoy, what what sticks in my mind, and didn't really explain that well. No, I think that made sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, last question. Since you guys have known each other basically your whole lives Mm -hmm. there has to be some kind of embarrassing stories between you two so you can either ask each other (laughs) i'm done (laughs) you can either ask each other a question it's like a new version of truth and dare (laughs) or not embarrassing just like a funny interesting story about the other person those are better adjectives than embarrassing. I like that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be just like you will hate the other person for the next week in the car. It doesn't have to be like no, that's that. a given. That's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> One that pops to mind for Chris. <laughs> Does it embarrass you? I thought it was really cool. I was like I was really proud of you for doing it, but also I was like, Wait. I can't believe he's doing this. When you sang uh Beyonce, okay, cool. um, Love on Top. Oh right. Uh, at a uh, like a weird EDM like dance club our friends somehow got like a paying gig they're like dude we're doing like two hours of cover at this place called Ampersand in New New Orleans Orleans, which is just like no bands actually normally play there it's usually like DJs and stuff so it's like this club we like invited all our friends and then like Chris was gonna guest sing on the Beyonce song Love on Top had just like come out and it was just like on the radio like it was making waves it was was making waves (laughs) oh yeah it was a great song and you nailed it it was awesome but I guess you got really drunk and like on stage it was kind of awkward just like singing that song you just started taking off all your clothes and I think I just showed I don't remember I think I just showed up on stage just in my underwear (laughs) I think I just like rolled up in my underwear I'm pretty sure maybe I took off my clothes you were pretty red and oh that was pretty I was like like, red in the face pale everywhere else we never do that at a normal show, but it was also, like, a weird situation for that. Like, it was just, like, a really nice club, and it was, like... Super tall stage. Super tall stage, <laughs> like, like super crazy stage. lights, and you just got this, like, dude in his underwear singing Beyonce, but also killing it. And, like, my it was, eyes like, really closed because I don't want to look at anyone. Yeah, it was, like, really embarrassed and really shy. You were obviously just getting naked because you were really Im- or awkward. Like, you were nervous, so you got naked. Why did I get naked? I left bad. my briefs on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could see... You could see. <laughs> That's a good one. And I feel like good. that was kind of like gratitude. Of, uh, there's pretty yeah. strong yeah. AC in there too. It's pretty cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, embarrassing story. Interesting story about Sean. Oh, this one is awesome. <laughs> also, also nudity. Um, playing at the Wonder Root in. Oh God. In uh, in Atlanta, <laughs> and we you know we face each other when we play. Like, you know, stage right and stage left, we're on the, on the opposite side facing each other, so our shoulders are to the audience every time. And uh, Sean had a hole in his 
jean jorts. That I just got the night before because it was so hot and I didn't have any shorts on tour. And my friend was like, oh, I got a bunch of cutoffs. You can just have a couple pairs. So he threw, gave me some cutoffs. And I didn't, like, warn them, tested them out or anything. <laughs> yeah, you didn't test like, them out I, yet. Yeah, before that's, I played, that's, yeah. I was like, I took off. I was, like, so hot in this basement. I just put on the, the cutoffs and sat down. Yeah. And, uh, and so we started playing. And, uh... I look over there and like my eye, I just catch a glimpse of a testicle, in 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 the view, and then I'm just like, that's cool, whatever. Like, no one can see it. We're facing each other. It's just it's just between he and I. I keep and then like, like and then like, and it was, just, <laughs> and then just progressively, just more genital surface area just emerges from this hole until it was just like. I don't know how you didn't notice. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I was just playing drums, and it was, like, on the seat or whatever, you know? <laughs> it would, like, come out. It just didn't feel like... It was hot in there, you know? So it was, like... It wasn't, like, ooh, a cool breeze. It was, like... Just as sweaty as inside of your pants. Moist. Yeah, it was just, like, the same temperature, like... Yeah. But, yeah. uh, I, I was just playing drums, and I was, like, Chris is definitely staring at my crotch right now. Well, like... And he, he gets to look at me, just, like, ugh! <laughs> and I'm, like, what is he looking at? And I look down, I'm, like, oh, shit. Yeah, I and so like definitely didn't say anything. I couldn't I was, say like, anything. Really I can be like, of, like, not you know, showing the balls to everybody. <laughs> but that's pretty funny. Those are some gold. <laughs> that was gold. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Caddy Wampus. I appreciate. Thanks, thanks for sitting, bitch, with Bailey. All thanks right. for having us on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely.